Welcome to Americans in Germany Drinking Whiskey. I'm Jeff. I'm Alex. And today we're talking about uh, general home living, apartment searching, uh, everything that has to do with living in um, in Germany, getting an apartment, getting a house, uh, these types of situations, and the differences between uh, living in Germany versus the States. Let's get started. Let's do it. The bottle of whiskey for today's episode is provided by our current advertising partner. You all know them. It's MyGermany.com. The company from Weimar and Weimar, ooh, Weimar. The company from Weimar enables you to shop on German shops and to send the products to your home, no matter where you live. Could be USA. Could be uh, name another place. Could be that place. Could be that place too. Uh, yeah, you can send either single products directly to your home and save 10% on the shipping rate, or you can collect several products and have them sent to you as one package. MyGermany.com has been nice enough to provide us with a discount code for all of you, and that code is WHISKEY2020. Please use this discount code on your first order. Uh, again, that is WHISKEY, W-H-I-S-K-Y, 2020, WHISKEY without an E, and now to the show. Yeah, let's get started. I'm good to be here. We are, what is this? Uh, is this 12? 12? 12. Could be 12. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Right. I got 12, yeah. This could be 12, and what? how, what, how many uh, Corona uh, podcast episodes this is this? This is our third um, video chat podcast episode. Right, but probably like our fourth or fifth within the general yeah. Corona times, because we did those last two right before the lockdown happened. Hopefully soon. We can record together again. God, man. It'd be nice, yeah. Yeah. Just um, touching your face. Yeah. That's creepy. Um, <laughs> moving along. Um, we've got some interesting shout-outs, don't we? Yeah. We, we, have our, we have our little stats that we can see on our computers uh, about who's listening and, and from where. And obviously, Germany's number one. The United States is number two. Sure. Canada's three. But we have a new fourth and fifth place for listeners, and it's very unexpected. Yeah. So fourth right now, we have Switzerland, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's Germany's cousin. Makes sense. It's neutral. And the fifth one is very, is neutral. The fifth one is, a, is kind of a, uh, a long shot away. It's the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, the United Arab Emirates. I don't know how they the heard of us. fifth most listeners from the United Arab Emirates. And I think we kind of wanted to bring this up just because if any of you... Listening to this episode right now are from Switzerland or the United Arab Arab Emirates. Uh, we'd love for you to send us a message and just tell you tell us uh, how you found us and uh, what's your story. Yeah, why are you listening to us? Super, super, <laughs> you know? super interested. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's some great stories uh, behind both of those. So um, yeah, let us uh, know. I'm, we're interested. Let us know. Yeah. And just a general shout out. I mean, we we, we every week we get lots of great uh, comments uh, on. Instagram, Facebook, etc. But I kind of wanted to single this one out uh, from Dustin on Facebook. And he wrote this. He said, um, I know this is random, but great podcast. And it does help me and helps me get motivated to move to Germany next year after the military. Keep up the good work. And I think that's the best thing, the best kind of compliment, because it's actually getting somebody to want to come and move abroad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the whole point is, you know, we, we want to help people who are thinking about moving or who did just move. So um, having, you know, mo- motivating someone a little bit more is this, yeah, it's, good, it's a good feeling. It's nice. Yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. Yeah, um, 100%. But, uh, but yeah, speaking of uh, Corona times, as we did, uh, how, how have you been the past week? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been good. Again, not much has, uh, has really changed. It's working from home. Um, Hair's a little longer. Sorry? Hair, my, yeah, my hair is just... I, I really need a haircut. I'm starting to dig the longer hair, so I might just kind of let it grow out and see what happens. I don't know. Now's the time, man, to try it. Yeah. Try, I think to try almost everything out, like, on your body and everything everything else. Like, yeah, no, no one's here to see it. Nobody to so. judge, right? Yeah. Uh, today was actually kind of cool. I was on the balcony doing a little Zoom uh, chat for work, and as I was doing it, I heard a faint accordion music from behind uh-huh. me. And I look over my balcony, and I, it's getting louder and louder. I look over my balcony, there's an old man walking on the street, just playing the accordion. I felt like I was, you know, I felt like nice. I, was in, I was in Italy on vacation or something like that. But the sun, yeah, the so sun cool. was beaming on me, you know. Did you just like crack open a beer and hang yeah. out and enjoy it? Yeah, it was lovely. It was, it was super cool. So I gave him a little round of applause. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was really nice. 
Nice, nice. And actually, we had we had a fun thing the other day. Like, yeah, I, me and my girlfriend, uh, as we as is becoming like the normal thing, we biked over to Alex's to do our whiskey swap. You know, because one of us gets the full bottle of whiskey, and then we have to give the other person their half of the whiskey. So we did the whiskey swap, and we just started talking, and then suddenly it turned into like a a five hour social distancing hang out with uh, you and your girlfriend hanging out like on your stoop yeah and me and my girlfriend on the other side of the of the sidewalk you know with like three uh, four meters in between us um <laughs> yeah just hanging out <laughs> it was cool yeah was like, we got a blanket we got some grapes we had some beers they had their bowl of grapes we had our bowl of grapes we wouldn't you know cross contaminate and uh, people just like walking by us on the sidewalk uh giving us some thumbs up saying like oh social distancing and it was, it was, it was kind of fun it was, it was nice to actually have some human contact uh, yeah, like, and I said during the hangout, I was like, "This is this is the most I've talked to somebody that's not my girlfriend, you know, that I lived with, that I live with, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. this is like the the biggest hangout I've had in a month, and it felt really good. It was super nice, yeah. So hopefully we can, you know, we can go to the park soon and hang out more. But as of as right now, we're still hanging out at home. Yeah, gotta wait a few weeks. But Germany did lift, yeah, yeah. Germany did lift some restrictions recently. So now some shops under 800 square meters are open. Uh, so things are going to slowly, I think, get better. But um, there's no big gatherings until August. Like, it'll still be shut down. I, I just honestly, I just want to hang out with my friends again. That's it's like events I don't really care about right now. I just want to see my friends and give them a hug. So yeah, giving all virtual hugs, giving all our, our listeners virtual hugs. Yeah, like, I'm happy with just like hanging out in a group of five people. If they just allow that, yeah. that'd be nice, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyways, but I, like again, the whole the whole point of the of the rules is to kind of keep us safe. So you know, what can you say? You yeah, know? exactly. So yeah, hope everyone's staying safe. I uh, hope you're all doing well. Yeah, definitely. Just sit through it. It'll be all all over soon. Uh, you know, just a couple more months. Yeah. Be, be, uh, before we get started, um, just like to remind everyone to please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening to. It really helps us. Yeah, I mean, I think that's all the housekeeping for today, Jeff. We we can we can dive right into uh, to homes because as I was thinking about this topic today, whoa, whoa, buddy, what? Uh, you forgot the biggest oh, housekeeping shit. of all. I forgot about the whiskey. We, we are Americans in <laughs> Germany drinking whiskey. I'm really rushing it. Come on, man, slow yeah. down, savor, savor. I guess we, we have. Um, so what are we drinking, I Jeff? Have, what are we drinking? I, I have the bottle this time, so I'll, I'll be the Alex for uh, today. Cool. Um, today we're drinking, and this is you inspired me because you, you kind of started this international uh, whiskey journey uh, with the um, with the Japanese whiskey. Yeah. So today we went for our first Canadian whiskey. This is um, Pike Creek. So we have a Pike Creek Canadian whiskey. Uh, it is finished in rum barrels uh, for 10 years. And I'll give you the little rundown. Pike Creek is aged in oak casks in a non-climate controlled warehouse, exposing it to Canada's severe temperature swings. Hmm. This creates an incredibly smooth yet complex whiskey, which is then finished in rum barrels to bring out notes of molasses and vanilla. Um, this is Pike Creek... From don't know where in Canada. It's you know maybe it's a place called Pike Creek. Don't know Canada. It's from but, Canada. Um, it's a small place, right? Okay. Now uh, silence, everyone, as we have a proper cork sound this Yoo-hoo. time. Let's see if I can get anything out of it. Can't see. Oh yeah, not bad. That that mm. was a good makeup for uh, for last week's twist top. Well yeah, done. Yeah. Well done. Let's uh, let's pour us a glass. Let's pour that. A little glass here. Okay. I'll give us a, another fake cheer sound. It's yeah, yeah nice. it's got a really a nice color chin. to it. I like the color. Oh, yeah. That is a really nice color. So, cheers. <laughs> ding, ding. Let's try it out. Wow. That's really good. Mm, that's really good. At the end, you can really taste that rum. That rum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That rum flavor. Yeah. So, you got that yeah, nice sweet good. finish. I like it. That, that, that is that is really easy to drink. That, yeah, that's, there's, that's just there's that's no just burn. There's no burn at all. It is. Yeah, I mean, delightful. in the beginning, there's like a little bit, but yeah, that's just smooth. Yeah, that's really good. Pike Creek, mm. Canada, awesome Canada. Yeah, huh. yeah, it's great. 
I was going to go for the Canadian Club, uh, but I've had it a million times. I, I just really like Canadian Club, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really glad I went. We we tried this Pike Creek House. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Yeah. N- now that the housekeeping is officially done, it is okay. Well, you were saying as I was yeah trying to say before, while we're drinking this delectable ah, mm, yeah that's good. Uh, Ooh. Canadian whiskey. Um, as I was thinking about this, so we, we talked about doing apartments and then it kind of transformed more to like just homes and housing and things like this because not everyone lives in an apartment. Sure. I actually realized there's a, there's a lot of um, differences between American houses and German houses or apartments. And I want to I talk about that, but I want to get to that maybe later. And oh, okay. Maybe, so you want to start with the search maybe. I think at first because, because like we said before, we want to be helpful to people, right? If they want to move. Right. So... I think at first we can just talk about general apartment searching because it is a very different way to do it here than it is in the States. Yeah. And just so everyone knows, like most of this information is probably very uh, Berlin specific. I'm sure it translates to similar situations in other German cities. But just so you know, like um, the majority of our experiences has been searching apartments in Berlin. So we're not going to say that this is 100 percent. Uh, German. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, German, Germany-wide, you know. Yeah, exactly. And right now we're going to talk about, you know, this kind of, a lot of bureaucratic things and what to do. And then after we'll talk about like, the differences in housing and stuff like that. So if that's more interesting to you, mm. you just fast forward a little bit and then you get to that. So yeah, I have yeah. to say, this, this stuff's going down uh, going down smooth. I know, right? I'm, I, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm really enjoying this it, one. It, 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 like, it, it, it really changes from a whiskey to a rum, like mid, mid-sip. It's yeah. crazy. It's really cool. It's nice. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, um... Yeah, so like, so generally when searching um, for an apartment, I'll say Germany, but like Jeff says, it, most of our experience is in, is in Berlin. When you when you go apartment searching, um, pretty much you got to start by just sending off like a million emails and getting like one response. But then like when mm. when you do get that response, uh, you go to a house viewing, which is normal, of course. But unlike in the states, usually you, you go like alone with the. Um, the Remax person or whatever it is, right? Yeah, a pri- um, private house viewing. Yeah, right. It's, uh, uh, here you go with like it could be like not even exaggerating. It could be literally fifty people who you're looking at the house with. Yeah, and and it, it's really um, and I, it, I don't want to say every every time it's fifty people, right? Like I, I would say on average, it's ten to fifteen at least. Um, but yeah, sometimes it really can just like like shatter your heart because you'll go you'll go to this apartment and and it happened to me once when i wasn't personally searching but uh my uh, friend was searching for his girlfriend and we went to a house viewing and we i literally counted as we were staying there and there was 52 people wow. outside this apartment building waiting for the you know person to show up and we kind of looked at each other and we're like what's the point and we went home because it's just like with you know fifty something people, I mean the odds of you getting picked are just so slim. You know, there's always going to be one person who has a better yeah. income than you or a better credit score. You know, so, absolutely. But, but but it's not always like that. Yeah, no, it's not always like that. But when I when when we when we were looking for our apartments, for our apartment that we live in now, um, every time we went to a viewing, I kind of felt like the the kid who was trying to impress the uh, the cool kid in high school, <laughs> totally. Which was like the the guy who was showing the apartment because you wanted to like. Make yourself look a little bit different. Make yourself, you know, stand yeah, out a bit more. So that, so that, yeah, connection. So they remember you. So when they look at the documents later, they're like, oh yeah, that Alex guy, he was pretty mediocre. So yeah, yeah, you feel like you're trying to, you know, really impress somebody because there's so many people there. Mm, yeah, and, but I, I think, um, and like an, an important thing is um, documents for, for, for pretty much every apartment viewing, every time you apply for an apartment, there are four or five things that are absolutely required. Um, you know, that's a um, copy of your ID, a proof of your income, um, your Schufa, which is a German credit score, and a Mietkostenfreiheitsbescheinigung, um, this like 80 character long word uh, that basically it's a letter from your Mietkostenfreiheitsbescheinigung. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually fun to say. Um, it, it's a uh, letter from your previous landlord saying, you always paid your rent. You don't. You, you don't owe him anything. Basically, you're debt free, and those four things are absolutely required. And if you want to stand out, you bring extra stuff like you show proof of um, uh, private or third party liability insurance yep. or kind of other things just to make you look like a uh, a good little boy. Also, uh, also, <laughs> also a tip that really helped us was um, putting your picture uh, on the on all the forms. Like you have mm-hmm. like a little you know folder or whatever. 
you put your pictures on top of there. Uh, it just kind of gives you a reminder, I think, to who you are when you're at the house, when you're at the viewing. Exactly, because then they remember. Oh, yeah, that was the guy that made right. me laugh, or I talked to, or so that that really um, helped yeah. us. When we were looking, putting a picture on there. I, I think 100 percent helped because we got way more callbacks for the ones with photos than without photos. Sure, yeah, and because and since these are Germans, I, like my advice to people would be be like look organized uh they love organization so uh, a come with all your documents but b have them in like a slick folder all organized and looking pretty you know and uh you know like uh germans love that oh yeah organization and also uh, what i what i did too because my girlfriend's german when we looked at anywhere i just didn't speak i let her do all the talking because <laughs> i wanted them to think that i was german yeah because if, if you're renting out a, if you're renting out an apartment you want someone to understand the contract you want, you want everyone to understand you know all the German stuff. So I think, right. I think for someone who's, you know, uh, renting out the apartment, they want to have somebody who speaks the language and I do speak the language, but I wanted them to think that I was like just a quiet guy. Yeah. You wanted like every advantage you can have. Cause exactly. Like, and I don't want to like, it's cutthroat. uh, to, um, make any expats who are looking to move, you know, uh, worry, but there, I'd say there definitely is a general prejudice against, uh, foreigners, because again, it's just easier for them if they have a German, right? If they have to call them or whatever, they know they're going to understand everything. And so it's not that you won't get an apartment being a foreigner, but um, but definitely, uh, you know, a German, at least in my, especially when I was single and I wasn't in a couple, I saw that like it was definitely the, the Germans um, had the advantage over me just because it, you could just got the feeling that they were being put on the top of the pile. Yeah, you know and, what I mean? Yeah. It sucks, but I mean, I guess it makes sense. I don't know. I looked it up today, actually, when, when, when I was trying to, you know, congregate all this, you know, stuff, right. ideas. And um, so we live in the capital city of, of Germany. Right. And so I looked up like the general cost of living. So this might be interesting to some people. Mm. Oh, okay. So the cost of living in the United States, according to numbeo.com, uh, is 12.25% higher than in Germany. And that's for all cities. Huh. Uh, rent is not, without taking rent into account. But then rent in the United States is 53.43% higher than in Germany on average. And the cities. average German uh, rent. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's over that's 50% crazy. higher in the States than in Germany. Just keep that in mind. I mean, I, I, can, I can believe it. So, I mean, it's, yeah, if you're coming from London or Boston or whatever, if you could afford apartment there, you absolutely can afford apartment in Germany. Oh, You'll 100%. actually be saving money. Yeah, that's but, that's that's definitely true. And, and I think you gotta keep in mind as well, like if if you if you're an American moving, if you come from New York, it might be different. But um, apartments here are just a lot. I guess we're going to compare comparisons now, but the apartments here are just a lot uh, smaller. Yeah, but yeah, if you guess you're from New York, it wouldn't you'd be bigger, right? <laughs> I don't know. No, no, I, I, maybe. Yeah, I guess maybe bigger. Yeah, probably bigger from New York. It, it, the same or slightly larger. Uh, yeah, they're definitely smaller. So just don't expect them to be uh, super roomy, two thousand square foot uh, with five rooms and two and a half baths and all that. Um, I mean, you can get that if we, you want to spend, you know, like ten thousand yeah. euros a month on rent. But sure, if you're rich, yeah, yeah. But I, I think the cool, like, main thing that stands out and the difference is just the fact that, you know, your average... Of course, there's modern apartments in, in Germany, but, like, a lot of apartments are what are called Altbau or these old, old German apartments that are at least 100 years old, you know, from the right. late 1800s, early 1900s. And a lot of them are absolutely gorgeous with, you know, huge ceilings that seem to go up 50 feet high. You know, I mean, they're, um, like, they're, they're just the kind of apartments you... You don't get in the states unless you're, you know, maybe in uh, Boston or you know certain areas with the yeah. ha that have these kinds of old buildings. Uh, I mean, I, I live in one so now. That's something cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I live in one now. So my building was built in 1911, but right before we moved in, it happened to be renovated by just pure luck. Mm. Um, so yeah, we have these high ceilings with like crown molding on the top. It's really nice and like really thick doors. But our new place we're moving into is a newer building, so we're gonna lose our big ceilings and the crown molding and like there's a there's a little bit of a um i don't know you have this kind of old bohemian feeling to a lot of these older apartments it's really nice yeah yeah like uh, you you hit it right on the head like you you have the when i say old building it's not falling down and lacking all the comfort you know the modern comforts like it, it has the old charm but usually right. they've been renovated you know they have modern bathrooms um 
they, they, they have all the modern conveniences, but they have the old charm of, like you said, the crown molding on the ceiling and these huge, ce- um, yeah, the huge ceilings and the exteriors um, are just the kind of buildings you just don't, you don't see you know, right. in the States usually. Yeah. And it's definitely like this kind of weird, um, there's like a sweet spot. So you have like the older buildings, right? We're like 180, 70 years old, which are pretty nice. But yeah. then you have this part where, especially in the East, when Germany was split, Oh, and then you yeah. have these old uh, GDR uh, block apartments. Right, these East German apartments from like the 50s and 60s. Right, right. And I, I actually, I love the aesthetic of them from the outside. I think they're so, uh, I don't know, I, I love brutalist architecture. So like, I, I love the architecture of them. But when you're inside, they can still be really nice. Like, don't get me wrong, they can be really nice. But like, they're built to be exactly the same. And like, I used to live in one and um, I'm pretty sure they're, they're pretty built boring. to like, withstand a bomb. Because like yeah. I, I tried to just drill a hole to put some pictures up, and it was pure concrete. Yeah, that's actually a big difference we should mention from the U.S. In the U.S., most homes and apartments, uh, you know, they're made of wood. The, the walls are drywall with, uh, right. you know, two by four wood frames and everything. Here, uh, since they're the older buildings, all the walls are stone. It is, yeah, it's uh, everything it's is brick built to or last. some kind of stone. Yeah, they're built to last. Um, so yeah, just the sometimes a simple task, yeah, of hanging a picture or or, uh, or hanging your wall mounted TV uh, becomes not such a simple task. Uh, depending on what's inside of your wall, right. it it could be like a a lot of uh, sweaty drilling to get you know yeah. get in there. <laughs> but if the big bad wolf from Three Little Pigs International, he could not blow down German houses. No way. No. No. They'd stay up. Maybe that's the reason. I don't know. Maybe they're scared of wolves. <laughs> Suppose they have a lot of lung capacity. I don't know. <laughs> but also what, what, what's interesting too is um, I know a lot of Europeans like will ask me about this. No, don't always ask me about this, but I've heard this question before. Is like a lot of times on TV, especially, you know, TV in California, you see these, um, these uh, neighborhoods with like all the same looking houses. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. Okay. These, yeah. These cookie cutter houses, and um, that doesn't exist here because usually, like, a neighborhood's not bought by a big developer and then built. Usually, people buy their land privately and then they get their own developer to make their own house. So the neighborhoods here in villages, all the houses look completely different, and the houses yeah, generally look different than American houses. They're set up totally different. But in terms of like this, this kind of suburban cookie cutter house thing, that just that's not even. A thing here at all yeah and especially in berlin uh because it was so heavily bombed i mean you have uh, depending on where the bombs fell you have like a 120 year old house and then right next to it this brand new crazy glass modern thing just built five years ago because that that plot of land had been empty where a building had you know been destroyed years ago and they finally built something on it and then another old thing to the right of it and yeah the um the, and then you have the mix of the GD, uh, East German mix in there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, look down any street and the styles are just uh, just changing. It's all over the place. Block, right? It's kind of cool. Yeah. Architecturally, it's really interesting to go around Berlin because, uh, uh, yeah, it just really, you don't quite know where you are sometimes. No. And if anybody comes um, in Berlin, Kudam is a perfect example of that. They have this really, really old, beautiful church. And it's just surrounded by super modern buildings and malls and stuff like that. It's really weird. Oh, true. Yeah, that's really cool. And I, I used to know the name of that church, but it's, uh, it's kind of floated away from. But like, right. um, that's a church that was half destroyed during the war. Right. And instead of just like completely ripping it down, like you know, finishing it off, like they did the others, they left it standing and they kind of just preserved it in its half destroyed state. And it's just right in the middle of one of the biggest shopping uh, areas of Berlin. It's uh, it's oh, it's the it's the Kaiser Wilhelm Memorial Church. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So perfect. Shout out to Kaiser Wilhelm. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah. Uh, Another thing that I found, well, actually, two things that kind of related that I found really bizarre when I first came here was one having a washing machine in the kitchen or bathroom. Oh, which happens sometimes, yeah. It's like most of the time in an apartment. Like you're, 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 like my washing machine is in my kitchen. My old washing machine was in my, my old apartment was in the bathroom. There's no yeah, like, I mean, there's no closet or anything like that for the washing machine usually. Yeah, then, yeah. I mean, G- German, all these old buildings, they just, 
closets were closets weren't a thing. So basically, uh, you'll have no built-in store. Usually, no built-in storage space, no. and you have to buy a big wardrobe. You're, you know, a big kind of an uh, arm piece of furniture that is a closet. Yeah, yeah. and br- you have to br- you have to provide all your own storage. Um, yeah. But luckily, a lot of these buildings that you rent, they do, or not all of them, but. Uh, 60 70 percent uh come with um basement uh storage True. units for each so it's not uh, the big deal but yeah um you have to buy these huge things in order to put your clothes in something yeah. and, and what's funny too i was just thinking like action time i'll go my second point my second point was also um when you move when you move into an apartment uh it usually does not come with a kitchen it'll co- it has to come with a stove or something to cook on and a um and a sink but usually they don't come with any countertops or cabinets or anything like that. You buy that yourself. And then when you move, you take it with you. And when we say no kitchen, we mean when you move into an apartment here, again, not all the time, but 70, 80% of the time, Most um, of the time if, yeah. it's not furn- if it's not furnished, the, the kitchen will really just be an empty room with flat walls with maybe some pipes sticking out of the walls. Yep. But there's no counter. There's no light fixtures. There's no fr- there's, it's truly an empty room with... With like, you'll see maybe the the remnants of the backsplash on the wall of where our kitchen used to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah, and then they'll usually give you this like temporary, like kind of like portable IKEA sink that everybody gets. Uh, yep. Nobody uses it, but but it's like yeah, like okay, we legally we have to provide you with this sink, and so it's like this wooden box with a sink on top uh, that's not meant to stay there. But you know, but sometimes people leave it there just because you know it's cheap. Yeah, and then usually like the cheapest stove they can find. Yeah, true. So I, I find that super bizarre when I, when when I first moved in, yeah, to my first place, actually no, my second place. I was like, what what are you gonna do for like what am I gonna do for a kitchen? Friends, you just buy one. I was like, how do you buy a kitchen? I just thought like it came with the apartment because you, if you bring a kitchen with you, it's not going to fit in your new apartment. Your new apartment isn't the same exact size or the right. same exact layout. Like it makes no sense to bring it with you. Like, I mean, cause you know, in the States for anybody who's never been there, I mean, kitchens stay. I mean, I mean yeah. it sounds weird to have to say it's that, but kitchens are, per, are permanent. They're part of the house. The only thing you'll bring with you is maybe your microwave and your fridge. Yeah. Um, you know, but the kitchen, the counters, the all the sink, the stove, I mean, that's a permanent part. And also here, when you move in, there's not even any um, lighting. Lights. Literally, yeah. there's just wires sticking. There's like, you'll see in the middle of the ceiling, some wires sticking out. And that's where you have to buy your lighting fixture. It doesn't even have a lighting fixture. You know what I mean? Like literally, like take everything with them. Like this like spiteful, like, oh, take it with me. Kind of a thing. It's so weird, man. I mean, I guess on the plus side, you can always make it your own. But it's, it's also funny if you go on eBay... You always see these uh, these like full kitchens you can buy, right? Yeah, somebody's like, okay, for a grand here, in like like a picture of uh, this kitchen in a storage unit. Like, hey, you want to buy my kitchen? And sometimes that's the best way to get a cheap kitchen because um, for sure, you know, even if you go to IKEA and you're getting a brand new kitchen, you're still setting yourself back like three grand. I mean, it's you know, like, and if if you just moved here and you're a student or whatever, you don't have three grand, right? To, yeah, to, but you, on the plus side, so everyone knows, uh, you, you 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 can usually buy a kitchen for like. 100, 200 euros. Yeah, I used one for sure. Yeah. And again, if you have a furnished apartment, of course, you don't have to worry about it. And also, right. if, if you're if you're moving into a, um, a flat share, which in German is called a, a WG, a WG, which is a Wohnmeingeschaft. Um, which is like um, a living community. Right. Like so the kitchen will obviously already be there. So like, yeah, if, if you're living with roommates, it's not, you don't have to worry about it. So. And that, that's also the easiest way to find an apartment too, is going through... Um, Getting a vague, excuse me. Getting a vague is the easiest way to get an apartment uh, if you don't want to, if you if you don't mind living with um, with roommates. Sure, and, and yeah, and if you're new to Germany, you're an expat. I, I would t- like when I first moved here, um, I got my own apartment. Totally wrong thing. Uh, you should. I, I would suggest you get um, a room in a vague. Hundred percent. A, so you meet some people, and it's a lot cheaper, um, and it just yeah, helps you. Helps you, yeah, make friends a lot faster, yeah. you know. And, and of course, like with anywhere, you can uh, end up living with some crazy people. But you know, hey, I, yeah. I, I had a great time. My Vega, I lived in um, in one of these old GDR block apartments with these two Polish guys, uh, Christian and Patrick. Shout out to you guys if you're listening. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> awesome dudes. I had a really good time with them, and uh, they they taught me some things. And yeah, how many different apartments? Other than, other than the one you're in now, how many different apartments have you had in Berlin? Three, and this is my fourth, and I'll be in my fifth next year. 
Nice. Yeah. How about yourself? Ooh, it's um, last time I counted, it was ten. Uh, oh so this God. could be this could be either ten or this could be number eleven. But for me, it was different because the first the, and like, the crazy thing is like eight of those apartments were in the first three four years that I lived here because I was a freelancer and and that's another thing is like getting an apartment when you're a freelancer is really difficult um, because like they just they just don't kind of consider you like a real human being or something. Like they really want somebody with like a steady income, you know, 40 like hours a, a week somewhere. you can show your pay stubs. It's a lot more um, secure. Yeah. But I mean, there's tons of freelancers in Berlin and elsewhere. And, um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually, it's gotten the past two years has gotten easier. I've noticed that there are, um, they're much more uh, freelance friendly, but for all the longest time, they just wanted nothing to do with you. So the, for the first few years, I could only live in sublets uh, because nobody would give me a contract for my own apartment. So I was just finding people, you know, who were living abroad for like three months, living in their apartment. And then they come back and I'd move to another one. And it was just kind of like that thing, you know, every few months. And then a lot of different um, roommate flat shares and stuff. So, uh, wow. Yeah. So you, 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 you've been around the block once or twice. But it was kind of cool because in the first two years, I lived in almost every district in Berlin. So I really found out what I like and don't like. Um, but yeah, it was super annoying because it was almost like the second I moved into an apartment, I was already thinking about, okay, I have to start looking now for where I'm going next. You yeah, know true. I mean? It was just this endless Because you live in so many places, did you, ever, um, excuse me, did you ever get locked out? From a vacay? Like once, yes, I did get locked because, out. Because yeah. I'm, I'm asking because of the doors. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I tell them off the doors. That's true. Those are different than in the So space. a big thing to get used to, especially if you're someone who uh, loses your keys a lot or is forgetful, you, you, you can't be, you can't do that here. Uh, and that, that, there's a reason. It's because um, the doors here, the doors that go outside, they lock automatically behind you. So every, every time you go inside, you close the door, it's automatically locked. No worries. But if you leave your apartment without your keys, you, you can't get back in. It's impossible. If yeah, if you close the door, then it's 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 locked. I mean, the best way to describe it is the average kind of American apartment home. The front door, it has a knob that turns, and so you you close the door, and the door is closed. But you can turn that right. knob, and then the door, and now you can open that door. And in Germany, and I think a lot of Europe is like this. When you close that door, the knob is is fixed. It's stationary. It does not turn. So even though the the door is not technically locked. You cannot open that door from the outside. You know what I mean, yeah. you can't turn that knob. Yeah, so the door is not technically locked, but you can't open. And if it. you want to open it, for, if you want to lock it from the inside, you have to use your outdoor key and put it into the door and then lock it, lock it. But like I, I, I never lock. Ooh, I'm, should I say that? I don't know. I don't really lock my doors often because you don't really need to because no one can really get in anyways. Right, because it's technically it's locked in a sense that somebody from the outside can't come in. It's just not double locked. Um, but yeah, in the states, on the inside of any front door, you usually have. You know, a deadbolt yep. knob that you turn to lock a door. Whereas here, like you said, there's just the keyhole. You stick your key in the hole, you turn the key, and now the door is locked. Um, it's it's weird. Uh, it's, it's hard to get used to in the beginning. I mean, now now I'm used yeah. to, of course. So but, if, uh, even if you're visiting, yeah. um, re remember that. Don't forget that. That's a really important thing because you don't want to be locked out. It's actually, you know, you know the, the one part where it comes in handy is if, like, you do have a friend and they're crashing at your house or whatever. And if you're not home and they need to leave the house, yes, you don't they, you don't need to give them a key because they literally just close the door behind them and the door is just is shut. Yeah, you know that, what that's, I mean? that's like, super it, helpful. It, it happens all the time to us. We always have friends stay over and have to go to work or whatever. And then, um, yeah, I don't have to worry about them getting keys or whatever. I'm also going to pour myself a little more whiskey right now. This is so good. I, I think I will too, actually. Uh, good. Wait, everybody, wait. Boom. Nice. Good stuff. There you go. Good stuff. Um, but like and some other ch uh, ch uh, ch differences. Okay. Let's see. Um, actually, uh, one is um, I would say the trash situation. I th I'd say, oh, well, I wouldn't say like Germans are definitely much more into recycling than in the States. 100%. So yeah. most of the times your apartment building has 10 different recycling bins, you know, for green glass, brown glass, clear glass, and then for the plastics and the paper, separate paper, the, and then a separate uh, uh, BO, yeah. they call it, which is for organic, uh, like composting. You know, vegetables, fruits, get composting. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that is nice. It's not guaranteed, but it's definitely more pop. Because I, I, I read, I can't remember the exact stats, uh, but like a year ago, I read that um, Germany recycles about 60-ish percent of all of its trash. 
whereas the States only recycles about 30% of all oh, of its wow. trash. So it actually, they recycle twice as much um, and in you, Germany you, than the You even the have States. it at like the, uh, the subway stations. You even have, you know, like the, uh, the regular trash, the paper trash. It's really nice. But also the trash cans here, um, like for, a, for a city, uh, like in the States, you have these, these alleyways a lot of the time and you put all your trash in the alleyway. But here mm. there's no alleyway, so because all the houses are always connected, so you put the trash is like in your backyard type, area, like the shared backyard of the apartment. Right. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, like, or, or the courtyard. The because courtyard. A lot of apartments here courtyard. have a central courtyard where the apartments surround, and in the courtyard is kind of where you lock your bike, and uh, there's a few trees, and then yeah, then there's the the trash recycling. So what um, that means area. What that means though is when the trash um, when the trash people come around to empty the trash cans. They, need to, they have, like, I guess, keys to everyone's apartment. So they have to go in through to your courtyard, bring it through to the street, dump the trash, and put it back away again. Yeah, which is something I never really... You never really think about it. You know, it's just like they always take the trash, and then, yeah, then you kind of like, oh, yeah, how do they get into all the buildings? Yeah, they must have a key I'm, I'm assuming... I really don't know. I'm assuming there's... If any, yeah, or, or they're just buzzing random doors and just saying, like, hey, let me in. I'm the trash guy. I, I really don't know how it works. If anybody knows, but, uh, I'd love to know. But what I, what I assume is that every... Um, like district, smaller district area, like every Keats, as it's called. So it's kind of like a smaller district area has like one um, master key per block or something mm. like that. Yeah, it's true. It's the same thing for yeah. um, when you get mail because all like a lot of times the mailboxes are in inside, not outside. Yeah, it's true. So they have, they have to come inside to drop off your mail. But for the mail, they might just like ring somebody and say Deutsche Post and somebody buzzes them in. That I don't know. But I, yeah, yeah, it's a good question. I guess we're all learning today. We're all learning. You know what you need to talk about is uh, bathrooms. It's bathrooms. Like toilets? Toilets. Yeah. Yeah. There's this really interesting thing in this country. And I don't know. I, I, I understand the idea behind it. But I've never seen it before. And they don't make them anymore. I'll get to the chase. Okay. So there's these toilets, a lot of times in older apartments. And instead of just having like a hole at the bottom, there's actually like a shelf and then a hole in the front. If that explains it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So when you do a number two, instead of it following directly in just like a bowl of water, it just kind of falls on this dry, you know, yes, the porcelain shelf. And And then when you flush, it gets pushed forward into... Yeah, the 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 the, the water two beds, yeah, and, and and what I've heard is it, it uses about half as much water as an American toilet. That's why they I mean, do it. I call it I call it the poop shelf. Yeah, yeah, because it's a shelf to hold your poop. Now, now, not not all toilets are like that, but it's it's pretty it's pretty common. And I think the reason behind it is so you don't get any splashback. I mean, yeah, that that's true. Yeah, like because you, you don't. I mean, but you have to get used to just kind of like when you look back to go flush your toilet, just kind of sitting your. Poop just hanging out there in the sun, getting a tan. It's nutty. It's nutty. It's it's like yeah, you just see your dookie just laying there, not in water, which you don't see very often as a human. Yeah, usually your poo's a lot in water. This time it's not. It's just chilling on a shelf. And another thing about the toilets that is like a little kind of comment is uh, like so in the states you have the average toilet, of course, it sits on the floor. You know, it's like a piece of furniture that sits on the floor, which is I would say like 90 percent of the toilets here are mounted to the wall and yeah. actually float above the tile floor, which kind of is nice to help with cleaning and mopping because, like, you just really, really, really mop cool. underneath yeah. the toilet. Um, but, yeah, they're mounted to the wall, and the actual water tank of the toilet is built into the wall, so you don't actually see it. There's always just a button in the in the side of the wall that you press a button rather than, you know, pressing a, like, a lever on a normal to- American toilet, yeah. Yeah, and, and I've never... I don't think I've ever seen a plunger in this country. No, here they're all about um, the brush because 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 there there are less they're using less water in the toilets, so it's easier to stain or not stain, but get you know some of your poo. <laughs> uh, some of your poo is stuck to the side of the toilet, so like they're all about the brush. So it's you know to make it. But like not I find I find incredible I find incredible they don't clog like ever. They've, yeah, I've never. Like a plunger doesn't exist. Like you don't even need a plunger. They just work. Yeah, it's super weird. When it's I was funny. a kid, I remember having to use the plunger all the time in my in my the house I grew up in. Like they clogged all. Like it was like it seems like every other time you flushed, it was clogged. You're like, oh, and you, just, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's super weird. There are that no. Sounds like a problem you had, but okay. 
yeah i don't know like the 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 german engineering you know does doesn't stop you know the the toilets here are next level <laughs> i mean they're not they're not japanese toilets no no they, no they're not smart toilets uh, they're 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 very german they're, they're utilitarian they work you know yeah they work they're like low flow they get the job done yeah and uh they save water yeah exactly we're talking about homes and we just had like a 10 minute thing about toilets let's move on um everybody poops alex Every, everybody does poop. That's true. The book told me Except that. Except for me. I'm too pretty to poop. <laughs> <laughs> Another weird thing, <clears throat> which uh, might be interesting to Americans, is, <clears throat> excuse me, is interesting to me, is um, quiet hours and Sundays. Mm, true. So what that means is like every day between, what is it, one around one o'clock and three in the afternoon, you have to just like be quiet. You can't like hammer on your wall. You can't like yeah. You're not, but but you're not supposed to vacuum. It's it's more of a social contract than anything else. Yeah, but I feel like the one to three one is the one that's observed the least, just because yeah, it's middle of the day. I mean, I've done construction all day long, and it's fine. More people worry about like the nighttime quiet. Yeah, zone. it's not as hardcore, um, but it's a thing. Mm. And then also after ten o'clock, like you got to be quiet. Oh yeah, yeah. T- after ten o'clock, legally you can just call the cops on somebody if they're not being quiet. Like it's supposed, I think it's quiet time from 10 PM till 7 AM. Like you can't be doing loud music. You can't be, uh, I think technically technically you're not supposed to be using your washing machine. You're not supposed to be doing anything loud. But what, what, what's funny, like if you have a house party, uh, what, what a lot of people will do, they'll put up like a sign in the hallway and I'll say like, Hey, every, Hey neighbors, uh, we're having a party tonight. Just let you know, it's going to be loud after 10 o'clock. Uh, if you want to come join, come join. And it's kind of like this is a nice thing that people do. But then a lot of times the cops come. And when they come, um, it's pretty much they walk up and they're like, hey, guys, like someone called. It's loud. Keep it down. And you're like, okay. And then they leave. And they'll come again an hour later. And like, it's still loud. Keep it quiet. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and the third time they come is when you actually have to like really shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. It's not usually not a big deal though. And people are usually, no, not they're all. more flexible. If it's say Friday or Saturday, you'll get a lot less calls for the cops than you would on a weekday. You know, people are more yeah, like p- people like they give you an extension to like one or 2 AM. I think on Friday, Saturdays, like as long as you're not crazy, crazy loud, but like they're yeah, like, because usually so. they're, they're awake late too. So they're like, yeah, whatever. And then also the other one for being quiet. It's just sorry. It's something I'm like. I'm talking about Berlin's a huge downer being quiet, but this is like what it is. But also is a Sunday. Like it's like Sunday is it's called Ruhetag, so it's kind of like relaxed, like quiet. You know, yeah, shut up day. And so on this day is like, you don't do construction, you don't really do anything. You chill. It's kind of like Shabbat. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I think you're not even supposed to mow your lawn and stuff. Yeah, it's supposed to be yeah really. No really a quiet day and i think yeah sundays uh somebody can call the cops on pretty much anything that day but honestly i think in my entire time living in germany i've never had the cops called on me once for i mean just me specifically i've been at parties where the cops uh, arrived but yeah but never had the never had the cops come you know i've had the cops come twice but once was actually at um my old apartment when we moved out we lived here mm. but we still had to rent on that one for another month so it was empty. My friend wanted to have a party. And I was like, yeah, use the old apartment. Like, there's a couch in there. That's it. It's all empty. It's like, right. you know, do whatever the hell you want to it. And then the cops came. And uh, there was an old lady that lived across the street. Uh, not across the street. Across the hall. And the cops came. were like, there was a complaint. It's too loud. And I was a little bit. Um, I had a few beers in me. And I went to the cops. And I told them. I was like, hey, guys, you know, like, you're being a little bit loud. There's a lady across the hallway, and you know she's a little bit old, and I think you're yelling too much in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. And and one of the cops is laughing. The other one's like, "Okay, man, just keep it down." <laughs> like the cops here are pretty chill. Like they know, like they're not gonna come in. They cannot come into your apartment. That's illegal. Um, and they, they've got better shit to do. So like they're not gonna exactly. hang out there longer than they need to. It's kind of like they don't want to be there as much as you don't want them there. Um. Anyways, that, that's yeah. That, that's the quiet times. Another huge difference, especially for people like you that come from, actually, no, maybe not like you. Wait. Maybe for people like me that come from the north uh-huh. who hate the heat. For people who don't like the heat, um, it is very, very, very rare to find an air conditioning or a ceiling fan 
anywhere. Yeah, yeah. A- AC is just um, not a thing. I mean, you find it in stores and movie theaters now, but yeah, in apartments, it's no. it's extremely, extremely rare. Yeah, I, honestly, I think in the coming years, it's going to become more common just because the past few summers, just because global warming, have become much hotter than they no, used to. No, I don't, I don't think so because cause when I talk to Germans about it, it's not about being warm or being cool. It's about, one, the environment. And for some reason, a lot of people think that air conditioners make you sick. Yeah, but that, that's why I own, like, I ended up buying, like, three floor fans, you know, for, like, these 20-euro floor fans. And those, like, during the summer yep. when it gets hot, like, I ha- yeah, I'm, I'm using those a lot. Yeah, yeah, because because uh, it just gets so hot. And also, like, a lot of apartments, especially older ones like mine, uh, they have, like, for example, I have a door... Um, in my living room mm. and my kitchen's across the hall and there's a door there and so when I open that up you get a really nice cross breeze yeah so in the summer it actually stays pretty cool I mean I mean, re- relatively cool but also like the um, the windows here the newer windows here well not even the newer ones like the, even the old ones seem to be kind of similar I mean I think these like the past 30 years kind of windows they're super cool yeah talk about yeah. the windows so the, the windows here they open up in two ways they're big windows. They don't slide up and down like many American windows. They uh, open up like a door. Yeah, like the, the entire window opens up. Yeah. Right. The entire window. And there's no screens. Screens don't really exist here. So they open up completely. But then if you close it again, you turn the handle all the way up. It kind of just cracks open from the top, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's got this weird, like crazy mechanical mechanism inside of it that yeah you can really turn the knob and it changes which way the 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 window will will open it's it's super right it's it, it's super cool it's super cool yeah my dad sells um windows for buildings like apartments for a living oh yeah and when he came when he came to germany he was like oh man these windows these are the cream of the crop windows this is what you want they're insulated they open up in different ways they're super good quality and he said they actually tried to sell them in the states, but um, they were too expensive for people for um, um, what are they called? Oh, to import because Com- construction there's, there's, firms. There's probably no American uh, factory making them, so they're all being imported from Europe. Well, I, maybe. I guess there is a I guess there is a market in the states, but they're just super super expensive. And yeah. people don't want to spend the money for them. But here they're the total standard. Oh, oh, it's default. Yeah, yeah. It's it's what it's just what you get in every apartment. Yeah, except for some older apartments like mine. Like mine, I have two windows. Yeah, and instead so of the one it. window with the the dual pane and the gas in between, yeah, you, like it's the old school dual pane where it's literally just two a uh, one window open and then you have to open the second window. It's like two layers. Right. So when when I go to like when I go to my balcony, I open one door and then another door. Yeah, it's it's super weird, but also kind of cool in its own way. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's got a little it's got a, you know old school um an old school charm to it. Yeah, and I I think. Uh, I think this is our window <laughs> to, to, wrap, to wrap this up. Honestly, it's funny. I didn't think we'd had a lot to talk about. If I could, I, I want to just slide in a really random, crazy story of that happened to me in an apartment living in Germany. If we got time for me to just squeeze it in real quick, I'm going to make it really fast, okay? All so, right, make so, it quick. So guys, Go. this was, uh, I'd say like 2012-ish. I was living in Munich in an apartment building that was literally... Um, just two apartments. There was the ground floor was an apartment and then there was the first floor above it was an apartment. And it was kind of this, like it used to be a standalone house where ground floor was turned into a separate, you know, two separate apartments, you know, right? So I, I'm in the top floor uh, apartment and the, the landlord just decided he was going to renovate the whole building um, when we moved out, but he decided to start it while we were still living there. So he kicked out the people below us and started completely renovating that apartment below, right? Just like stripping it to the frame, you know? So constant construction and, and we're in the apartment above. One day, you know, and I had come home really late from work and so I was exhausted. I wake up to the sound of what sounds like somebody kicking down my door, you know, but you're like half asleep and you're I'm like, fun, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was half asleep and I remember even saying to myself out loud, that sounds kind of like somebody kicking my door. And then it, there's that moment where you suddenly you wake up real quick and you're like, oh shit, that is somebody kicking down my door. So I run over to where the door is. And, ju- <laughs> and the moment I arrive at the door, no joke, the door flies off its hinges, wood shattering everywhere. And there's a guy's leg who's still in the air who had just kicked in my door. 
what? And I look, and it's two like classic German construction workers in their like you know green overall uh, you know uh, you know onesie things, and. They're looking at me, just eyes wide, stunned, not talking. I'm looking at them, eyes wide, stunned, not talking. And finally, I just went, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and they look at me and they're like, oh my God, somebody lives here. And, uh, and they freaked out. It, and they're like, oh my God, the landlord, he, he hired us to, to change all the windows and doors. And uh, he forgot to give us a key to this door. And so we figured since we're going to replace it anyways, we would just kick it in because he didn't tell us that anyone was still living here. Because from the outside, the the, the building just looked like it was completely empty because they were already stripping the ground floor. Uh, but yeah, anyways, that was the day I woke up to uh, my uh, door being oh kicked in uh, by two construction workers that had no idea I was still living there. Wow. <laughs> so maybe locking my doors will do, not, will do nothing then. I feel... After this podcast today, I've never felt more unsafe in my life. Nah, you'll be so fine. thanks, thanks, Jeff. I'll be right. Also, quick tip: don't wear your shoes inside, ever. Yeah, Germans are—they um, like to wear slippers in the house. They, yeah, like uh, if you go to if you visit a German's house, uh, default take off your shoes. Uh, take you off know, unless shoes. they say to keep them on. Yeah, that's deep. it's gross. Yeah, uh, but yeah, let's just wrap this up. Let's, uh, yeah. Let let's let's put on our whiskey shoes. That's terrible. Okay. Let's let's. Talk I'm about, gonna take one last sip just to remind myself. Yeah, I'm gonna take one. Well, yeah, me too. Ooh, Alex, j- just just sniff your glass. Doesn't it smell like like syrup or pancakes. It smells. It smells like Canada. Yeah, it smells like maple syrup in there. Mm. Man, I gotta say, um, this was a a curveball pick, just because I, I didn't even think about. Canadian whiskey, to be honest. Sorry to our Canadian viewers. But to our Canadian viewers, I got to say, this is a fantastic whiskey. I'm re- I am really enjoy it. It's really good. And um, God, but in terms of a, a rating, a review... I don't know anymore. Where do you put it? I, gotta, I mean, we, it, like I would say at least at least eight out of, eight out of ten. I'm super satisfied. Yeah, for sure, yeah. easily. I mean, we I think we've been on a really hot streak recently. We've had some really good ones recently. Thanks to my Germany for for making us able to actually buy a little little better better bottles of whiskey. Absolutely. Um, so thanks to myGermany.com yeah. dot com for that. I, I would I would say at least eight out of ten. I, I you know I, I don't yeah. So, I want to give it more. I do. What was what was my nine out of ten? What was that? The uh, the, the stork, stork was nine out of ten. Um, the the green spot was possibly a nine out of ten or a ten out of ten. I can't remember what we gave it. Um, I got, I gotta say, like this is for me. This is definitely, I think, on par with the Stork. I really like. I, I'm really. I want to drink this all night, and I, you know, it's, it's cool. But when, when at episode one, I thought I was more of a totally Scotch guy, but I'm realizing that uh, I'm. I, I still like Scotch, but I'm 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 liking other things. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I like other things too. You have the whole wide <laughs> whole wide world of Scot- of uh, whiskey out there. So uh, I'm learning so much. I'm learning so much about whiskey. Aren't we all? Um, but yeah, beautiful whiskey. Um, yeah, what can we say? Thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, be sure to subscribe, uh, like our Facebook page, give us a, a review if you've got the, the chance. Um, and uh, we hope you all stay safe. Yeah, stay safe, everyone. Um, I'm really excited today. I don't know why. Let's do a, let's do a fake cheers. Take care, everybody. We'll right. see you next time. Cheers, dude. Canada. Who knew?